You are now rocking with the queen, and it's time to get real. What's up? What's up? It's your girl AB. It's another episode of TFT, and I am here today with Beats by Eclipse. Hey, what's up? What's up? I say your whole name, Beats by Eclipse. Beats by Eclipse. <laughs> it's all over across the board. Beats by Eclipse. What's up? How I'm are you? Good. I'm, I'm good. Thank I'm you blessed. so much for coming on the show today. Thank I'm you. super excited to talk to you. You've been at it for a long time, mm -hmm. making beats, mm -hmm. making moves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice so, so for those who don't know who you are for whatever reason as of yet, why don't you let everybody know who you are and what exactly you do? All right. Beats by Eclipse. I am a producer, engineer, DJ, and now artist again. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep, yep. How long have you been doing music? I got my first set of turntables when I was 14. And after that, I never stopped. Yeah, so it's about over 20 years. So you got your turntable. So you started out DJing? Okay. Yeah, I'm still DJing, but, you know, DJing kind of slowed down because of what happened right. this year. So would you say your passion is more in DJing or making beats or mm -hmm. the artistry aspect? I ask myself that question every day. Mm -hmm. And I kind of I can't tell. I mean... I love producing and I love making beats. I love engineering and bringing the songs to life. And I love DJing. I love like being at concerts and seeing the crowd reactions and being in clubs and seeing the crowd reactions and interacting with the crowd. You know what I mean? Like th that feeling, you can't match that feeling. So you just love music. Yeah, I just love when it comes to life. How does it feel to be able to do something for a living that you love? It's amazing. It's amazing. The only time, well, I should probably shouldn't say that, but I was, the only time it feels like work is when, you know, the people you're working for ain't that good. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that makes sense. Yeah, but no, when you're doing what you love to do every day, it's it's a blessing. Especially when you get to work with artists who you you feel strongly about them, and you're like, oh, this is something. This is good. They're yeah. good. This is a good project. Oh, yeah. When me and my homie, um, shout out Romney Lewis, um. We did a we did a finally home tour or a finally home show here in Lansing, and we sold it out. A hundred people, hundred people venue, twenty dollars a ticket. Sold it out front to back. It didn't feel like work that night. Mm. It felt like I was with all my homies and we was just all playing music we love to listen to. You get money just doing what you love, yeah. being where you want to be, being around the people you want to be yeah. around. Yeah, it's a blessing. They get money too. Yeah. Like, it's just like, this is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all about. You know, it's it's 2021. 2020 has been an insane year. How did 2020 and COVID and everything like that affect you or affect your business? It was a crazy year. I didn't notice no difference, honestly. I'm already quarantined. I'm an engineer, producer. I'm locked in the studio all the time. I'm used to being quarantined. I'm used to waking up, seeing the sunlight, and being locked in the studio all day until it's nighttime. And it didn't make me no difference. Honestly, it didn't make no difference. Um, I was already used to living like that. I was playing Xbox the same way, watching movies the same way, making pizza the same way. <laughs> Money was still coming in the same way. <laughs> it was all the same. Yeah, it was the same to me, yeah. So take me back a little bit. You said you got your first turntable at 14. It's kind of been a wrap since then. Did you ever work like a normal job? I did a few here and there. But as soon as they started getting to that point where like 
they started treating me like a worker. You know what I mean? Instead of like a, a equal. Mm-hmm. I just walked the fuck out. Yeah. And I've walked the fuck out of a lot of jobs. And I remember I looked at one job and then I thought they said I got terminated. They said, no, he just never came back. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, hey, they kept it real. I, I never went back. So yeah. I don't know if I still work there or not. I probably do. <laughs> Listen, I still got a check from Subway somewhere <laughs> from, the, from the one day I went in to yeah. work and decided I was never going back to that bitch even for a check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm all about treat me as an equal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We bleed the same blood. We breathe the same air. Don't treat me less than a man. Don't treat me less than a, you know, don't try to treat me like a worker. You know what I mean? Especially when I can make the same shit I make here in a week in a few hours mm-hmm. on my own. You know what I mean? So let me ask you. So so back then, you, you know, you working regular jobs, you walking out. People probably, your family, friends, whoever, looking at you like you're crazy, right? Yeah. How yeah. was that? Like like trying to explain. Like you knew what you was doing. Yeah. Like you knew what it was. Yeah, because it would, it would be like they would all look at me the same. I mean, all my family tells me the same thing. Like. When I was coming up, before I got to the point where I was making a living and actually like supporting my family off music, you know, they would always tell me, yo, you got to think of a plan B, you got to make sure you got something to fall back on, something doesn't work out. Uh, And then, you know, it it was all, you know, you should go to college and get this and get that and make sure I'm like, if I do all that, I'm wasting time from taking away from doing what I really need to do. So how does it feel now to be able to support your family? It's amazing. Like, if I don't feel like working, because my daughter want to go make a fort out the couches or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm doing today. Right. I'm making forts, okay? Making motherfucking forts, <laughs> shit. Like, we building a fort. Like, phone be blowing up. Yo, yo, I need this. I need it. Hey, uh, I'm building forts today, bro. Like, not today. <laughs> So when you first started and, and you started realizing that, you know, not only was you DJing, you, was, you understood the sounds and you started making beats and things like that, but you was also an artist. Yeah. When I was, when I first started back when, um, coming up when, um, when I was doing it like 14, I was getting all, everything I was doing was just to be a rapper. I was just trying to figure out how to record my voice over beats to be able to put it on a tape or CD and listen to it. That was my ultimate goal. Like that was the reason why I forced myself to figure out everything. Right. Cause like I got the the turntable mixer. I found out the turntable mixer plays two records at the same time. I can play a instrumental. I can fade it over and play the vocals of another song. And I'm like, hold on, I can cut these vocals and plug the mic in and put my own voice over this beat. <laughs> And I can take the output of this into a recorder and record it and put it on a tape. Now I can hear my own voice over the beat. And then I'm like, I I don't need their beat. I can make my own beat. So it's a beautiful thing because you didn't even realize how much you were learning or how much you were teaching yourself at the time or how instrumental it would become later on in your life mm-hmm. because you was your passion just fueled you to figure it yeah, the fuck out. Figure it out. Like and then that's why I look at like I look at like these up and coming producers now, they got like colleges now. They got like you know, they got like courses they can take, online classes and all types of stuff. And I'm like, I had none of that shit. I just had to figure this shit out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this ain't work. That ain't work. This sounds like trash. This sounds like, you know, what I, until I finally got to it, to where I'm like, all right, this is how I want to sound. 
So your initial passion was was being an artist. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you got away from that over the years. You you were working on different projects and stuff, and now you're getting back into. Yeah, being an artist now because I it, the game didn't change now. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need these labels no more. We don't need none of this stuff no more. We in the streaming era now. Right. Streaming era is one of the most phenomenal things that has happened to an independent artist ever. You already got so many eyes on you. Like yeah. your Spotify numbers are crazy. Going stupid. So like you already got the audience. Yeah. You've got people who interact and engage. It's just a matter of okay, now now look what I can do on this side of things. Yep. And that's exactly what I try to tell all these artists the same way. I'm like, I I cause I can see the analytics. I can see where these streams are coming from. Mm-hmm. They're nowhere near where I live. Nowhere near. No, and then that's what I'm trying to tell people is quit worrying about people around you. They're not gonna blow you up. They're not gonna you're not you're not gonna blow from knowing these people. It's the world is huge. Exactly. The world is a big, big, big place. That's where all the these streams are coming from. Other people that want to listen, and I tell people that all the time. Quit worrying about the people that don't want to hear you. Start worrying about the people that do want to hear you. Because that's all you need to worry about. Absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about some of the projects that you worked on over the last 20 years that you really are excited about or that you feel proud of. Oh, man. Um, really, I mean, I've done various mixtapes, various productions, uh, really just my own, really my own stuff. Like anything that I've been a part of, my own stuff, Smell Like Money, Volume 1, 2, and 3, um, a lot of big perm stuff. Um so it's a lot. I can't really just name. I mean, my artist stuff, Romney Lewis, uh, King Zeus, Rob Hayes. Um, really, you know, like just people I work with, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, is really the main stuff that I'm proud of the most. So what advice would you have for someone who maybe was, you know, maybe wants to be an artist or maybe isn't sure they just have a passion for music? What mm-hmm. did, Just do it. Do it. Do it and don't worry about what other people think. Mm-hmm. If you constantly are worrying about what people think, you ain't never going to be yourself because you're always trying to please somebody else. Right. And one thing that makes me cringe is when people always go, I don't know if people want to hear this or I don't know if they're going to like this. Do what you feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Do it to the point where you feel comfortable with it. If you accept it and you're okay with it, put it out because I guarantee you in this world, what, 7 billion people? How many people in the world? Mm-hmm. 8 billion people in the world? somebody's going to listen to you. Someone's going to listen. Someone's going to like it for sure. Exactly. It don't matter how obscure, how crazy you think, how like any of that stuff, none of that matters no more. The right people that are going to find you, that want to listen to you are going to find you. What are some things that you know now that you wish you would have knew when you started out? I guess being, you know what? I I talk about this a lot. I wish I would have took more I wish I would have took more time to take advantage of the internet more, like we doing now, like doing these interviews. That's the question. I was gonna play like, was the internet when we <laughs> twenty well, I mean, years ago. I was like, like I don't even. About it. We were like we were on the brink of it, and like oh eight, like oh eight oh nine when like Instagram like okay, first so started coming that's up. Still, like, Ten years in though, yeah yeah yeah. Like, like two thousand, like, it was up, just barely. Yeah, like if we would have been doing more vlogs more videos 
you know, more and building, more focus on building a following. Mm-hmm. Imagine how our following will be right now. Yeah. I think even just understanding, even when MySpace came out, I think the people who got it, who just understood it mm-hmm. and understood its potential, um, you know, fared well. And especially as it led to other social media sites later on down the line. Because I look back too and I'm like, damn, I wish I would have used it better. Took, took more time to, to, to showcase it more. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's one thing that I probably wish that I would have did more of is just because at the time I was really living in the moment. And that was the thing. Like, I'm like, I'm thinking about pulling the camera out, pulling some shit. I'm like, hey, fuck all that. I'm really living this shit. I'm really flying to these places. Yeah. I'm really getting paid to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really, I'm really living it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't need to be worried about pulling a phone out, recording or a camera out and recording or whatever. Um, I probably should have paid a camera crew to follow me around or something, but <laughs> it was like, I, I just wish I would have took more advantage of the internet mm-hmm. back then. And, and cause now I'm seeing how people are blowing up in like a month or two or something. You know what I'm saying? Like they're coming out and their followings go crazy just because of, you know, they just know what to do on the internet. Yeah, and I think a lot for the, especially for the younger kids is like they understand the value in building a following and then dropping their project. So it's like they already have the people, the fan base that's gonna rock with them no matter what they do. Yeah. They can drop garbage and they still got the people like, oh my god, that's amazing, yeah. and that's why it's a lot of garbage yeah. out here. But that's another conversation. And that's what I tell people too. I'm like, look, I guarantee you, even you, I t- I guarantee you on your play, what you got? Apple Music, Spotify. Right. Okay, Spotify. I guarantee you when you listen to Spotify. 99% of the time, you don't listen to a song you don't want to hear. Mm-mm. Most of the time, I don't. Mm-mm. You're either listening to your own playlist or a playlist you trust or one you've listened to before or something like that that you know. Yeah. And it's usually got a bunch of songs that you usually like on it. Yeah. Rarely have you listened to a song that you can't stand. But I do like on Spotify, it'll say like, oh, music you might like. And it'll show me music based off whatever I listen to. And I listened to that was one thing I was really I was proud of my little Spotify rap or whatever, where it showed me like I had discovered like 50 new artists, like 50 random artists that don't have a big following, that don't have anything that I just came across and was like, oh, I like them. And I just stuck on them. Like, I love listening to artists that are not mainstream that nobody really knows about like there's so many gems that i find that i'm like oh like everyone needs to hear you why are you not bigger than what you are yeah Yeah, so like but granted yes a lot of people who they just stick with what they know so like i have my little you know 90s throwback playlist and that that gets the biggest rotation right there but i do like discovering new music but that's that's also because just how i feel about music not everybody yeah. And then, you know, that's what I tell people is like, you you know, you talk about like the trash artists and all that, that, that come out with bad music, but they have their core following. They have their core following and they're doing the music that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Their core following is going to rock with them no matter what. They don't need you to listen to them because they got their follow. But I will say, so I've had the opportunity to, to talk to a couple of different artists that are pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the conversations we had was about, okay, well, them as a person don't particularly like the music mm-hmm. that they put out. But they know if they were to try to put out some other music, the fan base that they have wouldn't support it. So they just continue to do what they've done because it brings them success. And see, that's the that's like going down a wormhole that you're just going to be... You ever wonder why these celebrities end up going crazy and end up like pulling their hair out and like... like 
Well, I think it's so. I mean, that's and that's in a whole other conversation too. But yeah. that's definitely <laughs> a lot of reasons why I think I the music industry is I probably one of the hardest and unforgiving industries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the industry I think where you find out like the saddest truths about life and people. Yeah. And so there's a lot of reasons why they probably go crazy. Oh, yeah, that too. But the main reason is why is because, like, they're just stuck making. Yeah, they, this is what's working. This is what's selling. This is what you need to do. Especially to those who are signed to the bigger labels. Like, okay, you know, you hear about the stories. Like, I remember when Pink was rebelling or whatever, Mm -hmm. and she was like, nobody wanted to sign her, and she didn't want to change how she looked, who she was. You hear about those stories all the time where it's like, well, I didn't get signed with this label because I didn't want to change the way I looked, or I didn't want to change the way I sounded, or. So they really have control over you. And as long as you're producing what they want you to produce, you're good. But then you lose yourself in the process. And then that's why I salute artists like J. Cole, Kendrick, who stay true to their art, drop when they want to drop. Because if you follow Cole and you listen to Cole, you know he was kind of doing the little trendy stuff. He was trying to, like, make the club records. And then he was like, like, yo, we was looking at him like, what is he doing, man? Like, that's not you. You know what I'm saying? And then... um. That that he he had to come back, and what did he do? He said, "You know what? That's not me. Mm-hmm. Let me stick to what I know how to do." His core fans loved it, yeah. and now he drops when he wants to drop. Yeah. He does what he wants to do, and that's the that's the type of artist that you got to salute for doing what they you know the, they're doing their art and their craft the way that they want to do it, not mm-hmm. being stuck being a character. Yeah, you know what I mean. I definitely think that there is something to be said for those who like maintain that sense of authenticity and just true to themselves, and and, and you can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are the stories of those who just it's a facade, and they, like Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. for instance, her underground shit is my is my shit. Yeah. I that's with her mainstream stuff, but it worked for her. Yeah. It was a brilliant career move, made her a ridiculous amount of money. Do I think that she would have got that same success with the shit that she was pushing before? No. Yeah. But it worked for her. So then it's like, I think people in the industry get torn because it's like, okay, well, obviously these people, they get signed by these big labels, they get all their success. But then you have the people who, you just got to work harder. Yeah. You got to build those relationships, I think. Like to, to be a J. Cole, like you have to have the relationships and you have to put in the work that goes with it. You can't just go, I'm going to make what I want to make. Y'all don't want to do it. Fuck you. I mean, you can do that. Yeah, you can. But, the, the, you know, you might not get the sales that you're you not need. You're not, you're not going to get the same reaction that you're normally going to get. Because I tell people all the time, like, because uh, I, I hear people say, oh, I got to get more eyes, more artists, more people, more more people paying attention to me. And I'm like, all right, would you rather have millions of people watching you just to only half of them like you? Mm-hmm. The other half are trolling you, clowning you, just here to watch you, just here to watch you fail, just to see you watch. You know, they're not really here for this. Or would you rather have 100,000 solid fans that rock with you no matter what, right. who are going to go... You can put out trash and they still love you. It's, cool. it's quality over quantity for sure. Yeah. You want to have the people who's really going to rock with you and have that quality fan base versus just having a bunch of people looking at you, having them looking at you side-eyed. Yep. But you got the numbers. Like, yeah. That's the that's the route that I try to get artists to take. And that's the reason why I'm doing it the way that I'm doing it because I'm like, I'm going to show you then. Right. Y'all don't want to listen. Y'all don't want to pay attention. All right. I'm going to show you. Cool. So speaking of that, what do you have on the horizon for 2021? What can people expect to see from you well, this coming year? I got a new joint dropping at midnight on January 1st. So um, by the time y'all watch this it yeah. will, or listen, it will have already dropped. It'll be out. It'll be out. It's called One Millie. 
And um, okay. the reason I'm dropping it is because I just hit over a million streams on one of my songs. So I ain't never had no numbers like that before. Mm-hmm. And I ain't never had nothing turn into real money like that before. So in honor of that, I'm celebrating by dropping a new track and I'm going to do a one million on the, mil- on the one million song. <laughs> just to show artists like, look, if I can do this shit, yeah. you can do this shit. Like, I'm not even trying to be an artist. I'm not even trying to be like a next, the next big whatever. You're just doing what you love. I'm just doing it to show you that, look, I love this shit. I can rap my ass off. I can rap better than a lot of these dudes that's out here. I'm going to show y'all how to do this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be that. It's going to be more beat tapes coming. It's going to be more projects coming. Um, yeah, 2021 is going to be fun. It's going to be it's gonna be a lit year for yeah, sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. So if people don't already follow you, how can they find you? Follow me on everything at Beats by Eclipse. Um, if you need beats, production, engineering, um, DJ hosting, any anything music related, hit me up, beatsbyeclipse.com, um, at Beats by Eclipse on Instagram, everything. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank it's you. been real. I'm glad I finally got you on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy that's happened.